0: Master Preem or Master Cobbler's All. Master Preem was a short, thin, but lively man who never rested a moment. His face, of which his turned-up nose was the only prominent feature, was marked with smallpox and as pale as death. His hair was grey and shaggy, his eyes small, but they glanced perpetually about on all sides. He saw everything, criticised everything, knew everything best, and was always in the right. When he went into the streets he moved his arms about as if he were rowing, and once he struck the pail of a girl who was carrying water so high in the air that he himself was wetted all over by it. "'Stupid thing!' cried he to her while he was shaking himself. "'Could you not see that I was coming behind you?' "'By trade he was a shoemaker, "'and when he worked he pulled his thread out with such force "'that he drove his fist into every one who did not keep far enough off. "'No apprentice stayed more than a month with him, "'for he had always some fault to find with the very best work. "'At one time it was that the stitches were not even, "'at another that one shoe was too long, "'or one heel higher than the other, "'or the leather not cut large enough. "'Wait!' "'said he to his apprentice, "'I will soon show you how we make skin soft.' "'And he brought a strap "'and gave him a couple of strokes across the back. "'He called them all sluggards. "'He himself did not turn much work out of his hands, "'for he never sat still for a quarter of an hour. "'If his wife got up very early in the morning "'and lighted the fire, "'he jumped out of bed "'and ran barefooted into the kitchen, crying, "'Will you burn my house down for me? "'That is a fire one could roast an ox by. "'Does wood cost nothing?' If the servants were standing by their wash tubs and laughing and telling each other all they knew, he scolded them and said, There stand the geese cackling and forgetting their work, to gossip, and why fresh soap? Disgraceful extravagance and shameful idleness into the bargain. They want to save their hands and not rub the things properly. And out he would run and knock a pailful of soap and water over, so that the whole kitchen was flooded. Someone was building a new house, so he hurried to the window to look on. There— "'They are using that red sandstone again that never dries,' cried he. "'No one will ever be healthy in that house, "'and just look how badly the fellows are laying the stones. "'Besides, the mortar is good for nothing. "'It ought to have gravel in it, not sand. "'I shall live to see that house tumble down on the people who are in it.' "'He sat down, put a couple of stitches in, "'and then jumped up again, unfastened his leather apron, and cried, "'I will just go out and appeal to those men's consciences.' "'He stumbled on the carpenters.' ''What's this?'' cried he. ''You are not working by the line. Do you expect the beams to be straight? One wrong will put all wrong.'' He snatched an axe out of a carpenter's hand and wanted to show him how he ought to cut. But as a cart loaded with clay came by, he threw the axe away and hastened to the peasant who was walking by the side of it. ''You are not in your right mind,'' said he. ''Who yokes young horses to a heavily laden cart? The poor beast will die on the spot.'' The peasant did not give him an answer, and Priem, in a rage, ran back into his workshop. When he was setting himself to work again, the apprentice reached him a shoe. "'Well, what's that again?' screamed he. "'Haven't I told you you ought not to cut shoes so broad? Who would buy a shoe like this, which is hardly anything else but a sole? I insist on my orders being followed exactly.' master answered the apprentice you may easily be quite right about the shoe being a bad one but it is the one which you yourself cut out and yourself set to work at when you jumped up a while since you knocked it off the table and i have only just picked it up an angel from heaven however would never make you believe that one night master preem dreamed he was dead and on his way to heaven when he got there he knocked loudly at the door I wonder, said he to himself, that they have no knocker on the door. One knocks one's knuckles sore. The Apostle Peter opened the door, and wanted to see who demanded admission so noisily. Ah, it's you, Master Freem," said he. Well, I'll let you in, but I warn you that you must give up that habit of yours and find fault with nothing you see in heaven, or you may fare ill. You might have spared your warning, answered Phrim. I know already what is seemly and here, God be thanked, everything is perfect and there is nothing to blame as there is on earth. So he went in and walked up and down the wide expanses of heaven. He looked around him to the left and to the right, but sometimes shook his head.